This is a tough one today, y'all, and I, I ask that you take this not as, as, as if it's from me, because it's not. And I ask that you listen to these words, and that you would remember this is a message from the living God. That if this applies to you, He's trying to help you. It's not for harm. You know what the world means for harm? He means for good. He will bring good out of those things. So listen to this stuff today and, and take it to heart if it, if it applies to you. I, I hope that, that some good comes from it. I know it will. The Word says His Word will not return void. So turn with me to John chapter 13. This is a scripture I shared with the church last Sunday night. And last Sunday night we uh, didn't really have a, a sermon, so to speak. I shared a couple scriptures but what we're talking about is love, okay? And uh, I want to, while you're turning to John chapter 13, I want to share a couple things with you that we've done this week. Uh, this church, you know, has been blessed. Uh, when we started our building project back here, and you know, I don't really like to talk about money too much. If if any of y'all want to know our financial situation, you're a member of this church or whatever, I have no problem sharing that with you. But I'm going to share this much, okay? We started our building project with about $15,000 in the bank, and we were looking at what it was going to cost, and we're thinking it's going to cost around $15,000. So we got just enough. <laughs> so praise God, as, as we begin building this, right, you see money going out, and uh, I never really paid attention to what was coming in. But Sister Glenda gave me this statement the other day, and our balance in the bank after spending stuff was 20000 So God has blessed this church. You know, when you can spend that kind of money and then still have more than when you started, that has to be God, right? Yeah. Brother Larry, you know a little bit about money. If you take out of your checking account and don't put anything in it, what happens? It goes down, right? See, when, you, when you're in the service of God, you can take out and... You know, I understand things are coming in, but you would think this is an extraordinary expense. This is coming out of what we would normally have, right? And then all of a sudden you see increase. That's God. That's God. So, what we decided to do last week, y'all, y'all, can y'all tell I'm a little excited? Can y'all tell I'm a little fired up this morning? What we decided to do last week was take our blessing and hang on to it with everything we had. No. <laughs> uh-uh. See, some of y'all have that mentality. You need to just throw that away. Kick it to the side. Because I know some of y'all are blessed. Blessed beyond what anybody else here can comprehend. Right? I want y'all to understand what we did, okay? We decided we're going to take our blessing and we're going to bless others, Okay? So what we did is we, we've asked around for some names and we are still on the lookout, okay? Don't think we're done. And see, I'm, I know I'm breaking this up, y'all. I, I really do have a train of thought, okay? Sometimes it seems like I take these little detours, but I'll get there. What we decided to do was to take this money and bless some people, okay? So we started asking around, and we found some people in need. So we 
we've purchased propane for five different people, paid their bills. I'm not trying to brag, y'all. No, I'm not. If I was trying to brag, I'd be at Curry's telling everybody, okay? I'm telling y'all because this is just as much your money as it was my money, right? This is God's money. This is His house. You're a part of this body. Five people, propane. This is winter. People need heat. Three people, electric bills. One person, a gas stove. That's just the tip of the iceberg. We're just getting started. That ain't a lot of money, y'all. It's it's a lot to some people. But y'all, when you look at what we have in the bank, and we haven't really spent that much, and look how many people. Already, nine people have been blessed, okay? So all of y'all sitting here today, think of somebody that's in need, okay? Because these we had to work for. We had to go... Sister Kathleen went to consumers in the in the co-op and found people. We don't even know their name, really. I mean, I don't care. We just need we need some people that are late on their bills or or whatever, and we we paid them. So if you know somebody, y'all let us know so we can be a blessing to them. We ain't necessarily going to do every single one of them. We're going to look at each one. We're trying to use God's money wisely. Okay. We're not, this isn't frivolous things. We're not trying to buy TVs for people. Okay? But we realize there's people in this community in, in dire need sometimes. Right? I mean, dire need. Don't know where they're going to get the money to pay for their light bill in the winter. I mean, the heat. You've got to have heat. I told them last week, Brother Tim, you can sit and sweat during the summer, right? But you can't sit and just shiver. I mean, you've got to have some heat. So we're, we're going to do what we can to bless people. Y'all let us know if you know somebody. And I said all of that to get to this. Love. That's what we want to do. We want to show love to others. Hopefully by now, you've got to John chapter 13. If you hadn't, get with me after the service and we'll have a, a brief introduction to how the table of contents works in the Bible, okay? John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. This is good stuff right here, y'all. Now, y'all just make a mental note. When you see red in the Bible, that's good stuff. I mean, you don't have to look far. Sometimes the other stuff, you've got to kind of dig in and, and find what was going on. But this is Jesus talking, okay? Verse 34, chapter 13. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. How are they going to know who I am? Because I tell them I'm a Christian. No. Because I show them. I not tell them. I show them love. Right? They know I am a disciple of Christ because I show them love. Actions. Right? It don't have to be you spending your money. That's one way. Giving them something. It could be an act of kindness. You know, helping them take care of their kids one night. Or whatever. There's many different ways you can show love to somebody. Right? Right? 
That's how they're going to know we're Christians. That's how we're going to know they're going to know this church is not a, a bunch of hypocrites, right? Because we show love to them. Now, are we going around advertising to people that, hey, we're paying everybody's bills? No. Guess what? That would be our reward right there. That's not what we're working for. That's not our goal. Our goal is to be a blessing to people and then let God handle the rest, okay? <clears throat> All right. Now, that's the easy part, y'all. <laughs> this is what I'm dreading right here. Matthew chapter 23. Y'all don't realize sometimes how hard this is. There's a lot of times that <clears throat> I have to deliver a message to y'all and I don't want to, I don't want to. Don't shoot the messenger, right? I'm just handing it on. All right. Matthew chapter 23, verse 1. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to His disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe. What does that mean? Do what they tell you to do, right? Do what they're telling you. Now, why would Jesus say that? What were they doing? They were telling them the law, right? <clears throat> so, all therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. That means they're telling you the right thing, but don't watch them and do what they do because they're not doing the right thing. Alright? Man, this is fixing to rub you raw, I'm telling you right now. Y'all pay attention, you listen, and you take it to heart because this is going to hurt. Do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. <clears throat> they make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. What does that mean? It means they're putting on a show, right? With the way they dress and, and all of the things, you know, maybe even at their house. They're, everything's just, oh man, look at what I got, Right? Look at not just what I got, but look at who I am. I'm a, I'm a child of God. Right? Putting on a show. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that which was spoken unto you? I'm in the wrong place. Hang on. I'm sorry. Alright. And when... <clears throat> totally lost my place. Y'all bear with me. Verse 6. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> And love the uppermost rooms at feast, and the chief seat in the synagogues. And greetings. See, they love to be in places where people see how important they are. Okay? y'all. Some of y'all are sitting there thinking, what does this have to do with me? You just listen. And greetings in the markets. And to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi, Christian, Christian, 
right? This is how this applies to you today. <clears throat> but be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You see that exclamation point at the end of that sentence? That is an indicator to, some, to us how Jesus was speaking, right? With authority. He wasn't, oh, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. No, He was, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. That's what He was saying to these people. Because these people were speaking in the name of God, right? They were speaking as representatives of the Most High God. Yet, they're living their lives in a totally different manner. They're exalting themselves instead of exalting God. They're look, have wanting people to look at them and see how great they are. I hope this ain't going to apply to you. <laughs> I hope it don't. Listen, how many times do you see Christian people today that wear that badge of Christianity out where everybody can see it to make sure they know I'm a Christian? Nevertheless, they live a totally different way. Right? That's why they got the badge on, so everybody can see and they can't look at their life and tell it. But they dress to the nines everywhere they go. They will drive the, the biggest, fanciest cars. Y'all ain't harping on you about driving a nice car today, okay? I'm trying to tell you there is an attitude that goes with this that you want people to look at you and see how holy and righteous you are. But it's all a thin shell and a facade that people see when they look at you. They don't see what's really going on underneath. They don't see the turmoil that's in your life. They don't see the sin that you've allowed to hang around and take root and grow like a cancer in your body. They don't see those things. Why? Because you're hiding it under this veil of holiness. But i got news for you. People know more about you than they think they do, than you think they do. They see through your thinly veiled disguise, right? They see evidence in your life that things are not the way you want them to be portrayed. That's why they call you hypocrites. That's why you see people that won't even darken the door of a church because they've encountered too many of these fake, phony Christians that go under the name, but they've got nothing to back it up. I can call myself a fisherman all day long, but if I don't understand what kind of bait it takes to catch a fish, and I don't know the right conditions at the right time of year, I can't call myself a fisherman. I'm a guy with a pole and a lure. Right? Y'all ever heard the old, old joke? You say, you can stand in a, in a garage all day, but that don't make you a car. Right? See, you can call yourself what you want to. That doesn't make you that thing. But we've got a lot of Christians today that, that think it does. And I hope it ain't one of you. But you know what's going on inside. 
You know how you live your life. Now, do you come into this church to be a body, of, a part of the body of Christ? Do you go out of this church to extend that reach into the community to show love one to another? Or is it all for one purpose? That you receive the glory. Man, I hope not. I'd be afraid to stand before my king on that day and say, Oh Lord, didn't I, didn't I cast out demons in Your name? Didn't I prophesy? And what's He going to say? I don't know who You are, You worker of iniquity. I don't want to be that. Uh-uh. I don't want to try to take His glory. Skip on down to verse 25. That's not to say that other stuff's not important, but it, it doesn't really tie into what we're talking about right now. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Now, notice, these people are sitting there listening to Him. Right? They're sitting right there, man. He's calling them out to, to their face. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. All looks good on the outside, don't it? So y'all worry sometimes too much about how somebody looks. I want you to think about that as I continue to read. Let's forget about how people look, okay? Look, this is the time, y'all. Look, I'm, I was raised here, okay? I know how this community is. There is racism abounding, right? People will say, I'm not prejudiced. <laughs> we'll see, okay? Y'all, I would like to think that I don't have any racism in me, but it still crops up every now and then because that's the way I was raised, right? It's hard to kick that stuff, man. It's habit. But I'm here to tell y'all, if another race walked in here today, look, we got to love them, brother. We got to love them, right? There ain't nothing in this Bible that tells you that you're supposed to cut them off, that somehow they're less than you are. I'm here to tell you that Brother Jerry talked about mercy this morning in Sunday school. I'm here to tell you when I was a sinner in need of mercy and grace, God showed me love and it didn't happen. Nothing to do with the fact that I was white. It had to do with I was looking for Him. I was seeking help in a time of need and He came. He'll do it for anybody. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what situation they're in in their life. You come to Him just as you are. And this Word talks about right now, talk about cleaning the outside up, but the inside is still just as tainted as it was before. Don't worry about cleaning that outside up. It'll clean itself up after you fix the inside, right? Let's keep reading. Verse 26, Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and the platter that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Man, that's hard preaching right there, y'all. Jesus is just wearing them out. 
full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Man, I hope this ain't you. Y'all, God had me tell you this today for a reason now. You maybe you're borderline, right? <laughs> I ain't trying to exalt myself above you in any way. Look, I've faced all these same battles before. And I have to finally come to a point in my life where I said, you know what, God? I have to believe just what your word says and not add my own to it. We got churches across this nation today. Y'all know why our nation's in the states it's in? Because there's churches across this nation today that are beautiful white sepulchres. But they're full of dead men's bones and all kinds of uncleanness. I was listening to a pastor this morning, Jensen Franklin. Y'all ever heard of him? He said just this past week, well, it wasn't all just this past week, but he had had three people, pastors, Within a short amount of time, one was just this past week, call him, wanting him to want him to pray with them because of adultery in their life. Look, I'm no better than y'all. I, I'm just a soldier, right? I'm a servant. I'm here with you right now. But listen to me, y'all. The reason this country is in as bad a shape as it is in, the reason why this community is in as bad a shape as it is in, is because Christians are fake. There's too many fake ones. There's too many of them that have no concern for anybody else. They forgot that new commandment that Jesus gave to them. Love one another just like I loved you. How did He love you? How did He love you? You think about that for a minute. Now listen to me, people. How much did He love you? What did He do to show you His love? He didn't just sit on a throne somewhere and say, I love you. I love you. I'll do anything for you. Well, I'm kind of busy right now. No, He showed you His love. He sent His only Son to die in your place, to take your sin. And you want to accept that mercy, that grace, that gift that was freely given and then just sit on it and hold it under yourself and say, I'm good, I'm taken care of. That ain't the way it works. That ain't the purpose. The purpose is to get you into this kingdom because He loves you so much. He wants to share His His relationship with you. He wants you to be a part of His kingdom. And you know what then He does? He sends you out. says, alright, I got you taken care of, buddy. Now you go help somebody else. Bring them in too. That's what my mercy was for. So that I could have fellowship with all of them. It didn't say He sent His Son into the world to die for the white people. It didn't say He sent His Son into the world to die for just the chosen few that aren't all ratty looking and nappy headed. Y'all ever seen a homeless person on the side of the road? I don't like to be around them, do you? They stink. They're always asking for money. It's just uncomfortable, right? God didn't send His Son for those that have nice houses and nice cars 
and know how to properly behave in public and not make other people feel awkward and uncomfortable. Guess what? That drunk that practically assaults you when you go to the store, where you're stumbling all over itself. Guess what? Jesus came for him. Jesus died for him. That love he shed abroad. Right? Guess what that word said? Let's go back and read the first one. I love to bring it full circle. Right? Bring you right back to the beginning. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. What did Jesus do? He sacrificed Himself on our behalf. That's His love. That's why it's called the passion of the Christ, right? That's His passion right there. He died for us. That's His love. Hang on to that. Let's go back and read it. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Man, that starts to hurt now, don't it? feels a little bit heavy. Y'all, we can... How many times have we trampled on the love of Jesus? <laughs> I'm not trying to tug at your emotions today, but think about this. Now, how many times have we just trampled on the love of Jesus and then have to turn back to Him and say, God, forgive me. I don't... And what does He do? Man, He just brings you back in. That's the kind of love He shows us. And why can't we show that to other people? Why does it make us so uncomfortable to be around somebody that's not like us, right? You say, well, they just don't worship the way we do. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. Man, I don't have a problem with with the black people having a church down there that they go to. And we have a church over here. I don't have a problem with that at all. But you know what else I don't have a problem with? If one of them decided they wanted to come in here, I ain't got a problem with that either. You know why? Because they can be a child of God just like I can be a child of God. I'm not going to hinder them because of my personal feelings. What does the Word say? It would be better that a, that a millstone be tied around my neck and me be caught, tossed into the ocean than to become a stumbling block to one of those little ones. That ain't just children, y'all. That's children in Christ. You may be 50 years old. We had a guy coming here a while back. Man, he needs help. He still does. Some of y'all know him. His name's Ricky Starr. Still needs help. That guy may spend the rest of his life battling. You know, he still knows Jesus. He accepted Jesus right down here. If y'all think it didn't stick, I can't tell you otherwise. All of us slip back into sin, back and forth, back and forth. I battle sin all the time. And look, I, I'm I'm a pastor of a church. Y'all think I still don't battle sin? Till the day I die. I ain't no better than him. I ain't no better than you find the, the lowliest person you can find in Canard, Texas. I ain't no better than them. The only difference is I may be further along. God's worked in me. And you know what? I need to remember that. 
I need to remember that the only reason why I feel better than they look is because God has worked in me by His grace and mercy. He has allowed me to get to the place I am. You know what that ought to do to me? It ought to make me just set up and take notice and say, you know what? I need to be listening to what Jesus said. I need to show love to other people in whatever way He leads me to do. And you know what that takes? It not only takes some dedication, and it not only takes some sacrifice on your part, because let's face it, that's what Jesus did. Everything He did was sacrifice. But it also takes some some prayer. Some seeking God for the right way to bless somebody. The right way that you can touch somebody's life. I'm not here to preach to you today about racism. I'm not here to preach to you today about judgment. I'm here today to tell you that it's time to show love one to another like His Word says and and put everything else behind you and out of the way and forget about all those problems you think you have and focus on somebody else's need. Okay? Let's quit being that white sepulcher that looks so pretty on the outside, but it's dry and dead on the inside. We're not called to just get by in this world. We're called to be victorious. You can't live victorious when you're doing nothing but looking out for yourself. Not in God's kingdom. Not in God's kingdom. That's not what it's about. I guarantee if we look real close, you know, there ain't that many people here today. But in this small number of people, I guarantee you problems abound. People need help, right? We don't have to look very far. If we can't love one another right here, how in the world are we going to love anybody out there? Now you think about that. I want you to remember that. I want you to just plant this right in the front of your mind. Next time a a, uh, stranger comes walking in the back door back there, think about how they feel coming in. Do they feel welcomed? Do they feel blessed? Do they say, wait a minute, there's something different in this church. This ain't like all the other ones I've been to that are just dry and dead inside. You know how they see that? Love. Love that you show them. Concern. Actual concern for somebody. Y'all, I have to pray all the time, God, give me compassion. It's not natural. It may be for y'all, I don't know. It ain't for me. Man, I have to pray that God changes me inside. That He will give me concern for lost people. Man, isn't it sad that I have to pray that? Isn't it sad that my spiritual nature is not strong enough to overcome my flesh on its own to the point that I'm concerned for lost souls? (laughs) I have to pray that God will build me up so that I can be. See, some of y'all, man, that may just come natural. I don't know. It don't for me, y'all. God is trying to start a work here. We can hinder that. 
See, I've heard people say, God can do whatever He wants to do. Y'all believe that? Yeah. He can do whatever He wants to do, right? I'm going to, I'm going to add a little stipulation to that. People can hinder God. People can hinder God. I've seen, I've seen, man, time after time, I've seen people just totally bring to a halt what God wanted to do. And then God would have to kind of back up, step around them, and go a different way to get to the end result He wanted. Right? God can do what He wants to do. Unfortunately, He can't always do it the way He originally wanted to do it. Why? Because we still have free will. That's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Because we stop God's progress a lot of times. Y'all, let's don't do that now. Let's don't do that. Look, God, man, I'm fired up, y'all. I want to help some people. Right? Let's don't trample on that. God is directing this church. God has blessed us, y'all. Look, you may go down to First Baptist, okay? They may have, I don't know. I'm just making up something right now. They may have $150,000 sitting in the bank. I don't know. They may not have five for all I know. That's not my point. I'm not trying to get into their business. I'm trying to say they may have an abundance. I don't care about them. I'm working with what God has blessed us with, right? We have resources. It don't take much to bless somebody. It really don't. Y'all have all heard me tell you before. I'm going to tell you one more time. At least. There was a time when I was in the army. Me and my wife were poor as poor could be. Okay? 19, 20 years old, didn't have a clue. We went, I went to the store to pick up something for my wife. And what was it, Ron? Was it a $10 bill or a $20 bill? A $20 bill. Put it in my pocket with my keys. I had just bought whatever I went to the store to pick up, right? Put, put the change in my pocket. Walk into the car. I pull my keys out of my pocket. That's why I still today I carry my keys over here. I know it's silly. <laughs> pull my keys out of my pocket. Unlock the car. Get in the car. Drive home. Guess what? I get home. I don't have twenty dollars. Went back to the parking lot. Couldn't find it. Y'all, that was my last twenty dollars. Twenty dollars was a lot of money. That had to carry me another couple weeks until I get paid. $20 was a lot of money. There's people out here that just need $20 to get by, right? Man, and we're sitting here with money in our account. we got to bless some people, y'all. Some of those bills we paid, I couldn't believe these people were running late with this little amount. But look, I remember there was a time I couldn't pay my electric bill. Right? And they come and they turned it off. They'll do that, won't they? 
They do it pretty quick. Now, somebody pointed out last Sunday night, they don't even have to come to your house to do it now. They just flip a switch in the computer and you ain't got no lights. My point is, look, it don't take much to bless somebody and we've got much, okay? We may not have as much as others, but we got enough. Praise God. Praise God our bills are paid. Praise God He provides for what we're doing back here in the back. And look, we're doing that not because we're trying to build up something big and, and high and mighty that everybody will say, oh, look what that church is doing. Wow, we... No, we're doing something because we need room, right? God is anointing that. God's blessing that. And along the way, He's not only providing for that, but He's saying, Kevin, He's saying, church, y'all listen, I've got enough to do that, and i got enough to do some more. Now, what are you going to do with it? You see, that's what He wants to do. He'll give you a little bit, and He'll see how far you'll go with it. What's the word say? Of whom much is given, much is required, right? He's requiring something of you. He don't give you money to set in the bank and hold to yourself and tie up and, and all kinds of things that are of no consequence. He gives you some money, why? So you can go bless some people. A church has no need for money just sitting in the bank unless you've got a purpose for it. Ain't nothing wrong with saving money for something. In fact, that's a biblical principle. But why are we saving it? We have a purpose. If it's just extra money, let's find something to do with it, man. 